Good morning. Today is Monday, July 19th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. State Representative Nika Elgato will be endorsing Acting Mayor Kim Janey for Boston's mayor in an event earlier today. Quoting now from Lisa's piece in Politico, Elgato's endorsement may come as a bit of surprise to some. The self-described far-left progressive from Jamaica Plain runs in many of the same circles as progressive activists who are actively campaigning for City Councilor Michelle Wu. And that is also where I lean on this, as someone who knocked doors for Nika during her run against Jeff Sanchez a few years ago. I would say that this endorsement is disappointing, to say the least, though not very surprising, to be honest. And in what appears to be a statement from Nika, quoting now, Nika sees an opportunity to build an, quotes, intergenerational, multicultural, and socioeconomically diverse movement, end quote. Not unlike what Senator Bernie Sanders strove in his presidential bids, who Nika did endorse. And I don't think I've ever heard a Kim Janey, Bernie Sanders comparison before. I don't really see it, but... With almost exactly two months before the September preliminary elections, it appears the Massachusetts House and Senate have reached a deal to temporarily extend voting by mail for this election cycle. In what was probably the dumbest and most bizarre thing I've heard of, the Massachusetts state government decided to extend the COVID-19 voting parameters, allowing voting by mail without any sort of an excuse, only up until the end of July, and decided to wait until this moment to decide whether or not to actually extend it for the elections themselves. I'm certainly glad that mail-in voting will be extended to at least this cycle. It needs to be made permanent. But waiting two months before the election to decide how people will vote in it is very par for the course for our state government, which wants very little to do with an actual functioning democracy and democratic process. Coalition of Uber, Lyft, and other gig economy jobs are testing language for a potential Massachusetts ballot question to mimic the infamous Proposition 22, which came out of California a year or two ago. That ballot initiative created a new tier of worker, solidifying that gig economy workers will not receive the full benefits or even be considered to be actual full-time employees, denying them what would be the normal pay, protection, and benefits afforded by law for an actual employee of a company. This group has until August 4th to submit an initial round of signatures with Attorney General Mara Healy's office to put it on the ballot for next fall. One of the poll questions that they are testing is to say that Uber, Lyft, DoorDash will leave Massachusetts if you do not pass this. And ultimately, what this will do, similar to what we saw in California, is put gig economy workers in a very difficult spot, as they will be promised to get a little more than they currently are if they forever sacrifice any chance of being treated as actual workers. And for people who are facing very severe economic austerity, to which every dollar today helps keep them and their families alive, I don't at all blame them for really only considering what is going to benefit me this week. However, we, the left, advocates, labor unions, need to be ready for this fight, as it is going to dominate the future of employment in the next few decades.
Charlie Baker is pushing back against a plan to test more than 6,000 rape kits that are sitting on shelves in state labs. The three arguments that Charlie Baker's office have given as to why we shouldn't test the rape kits are all bizarre. The first saying that we should not test kits where the cases have already been adjudicated in court, to which my response would be, I think you should still test the kit because maybe we got something wrong. The second argument is that some of the testing samples are so small that by testing them, we would destroy the remaining evidence, to which my response would be, if testing the evidence would destroy the evidence, then what good is that evidence to begin with? Because you wouldn't be able to use it in court unless it's tested. So why is it better to have it sit on a shelf? And their third argument is this piece of legislation calls for all of these testing kits to be tested within 180 days, which they label as something which is impossible, which of course is not true. What they really mean is it isn't worth the money. Anything can be done if you're willing to spend the necessary amount of resources to get it done. And so my lasting question is, how much does it cost to test one of these kits, and why is it not worth doing that? Again, it's beyond bizarre to me why you wouldn't want to test a rape kit to gain more evidence in sexual assault, unless you're protecting the assailants. Charlie Baker on Friday signed into law the $47.6 billion state budget began two weeks ago at the start of the month. He saved his vetoes for protecting some marginal tax credits. Basically, the state legislature wanted to remove a state deduction for charitable giving, to which Charlie Baker wanted to defend, because obviously he's going to defend a tax cut, or tax credit, however you want to look at it. He also wanted to protect a tax credit for a medical device user, and a harbor maintenance tax credit. Some other minor things he changed, vetoing $7.9 million in spending, which again, for a $47.6 billion bill is statistically a rounding error. However, some of those changed. Was he vetoed the creation of an ombudsman to address complaints related to shelter housing? And he also refused to impose conditions on the Department of Correction requiring more prisoners be released onto home confinement. So even with those little changes, trying to cause as much pain to our most vulnerable community members as possible. Ultimately, this was an incredibly uninspired and status quo budget, as you'd come to expect from our state government, which does not even attempt to address either the climate crisis or our massive housing shortage. Keep up the great work. And that's going to do it for today's episode. I'm sorry I didn't do one on Friday. I read the news. There was nothing of interest to me. So I decided there was nothing I needed to talk about. Later on in the day, a bunch of stories broke. But consider yourselves caught up. I added my Venmo to my uh, link tree. And so if anyone would like to send me $4 as a thank you cup of coffee or beer for the uh, Bostopian News Empire, I would appreciate it. But obviously, my content will continue to be free. I'd rather this information is out there. And with that, take care. Have a great rest of your day.